On this podcast, we talk about different areas of business and all things marketing. My name is Dave Doyle. And I'm Dave Alton. And this is Social Antics, another marketing podcast. Hello and welcome to Social Antics, another marketing podcast. Doyler. How are you? Sorry. Oh, your drink there now, yeah. yeah no, Not ready as usual look when that. we're doing this thing. Always um, good. I'm all ready to go. How yeah, are you? Right? I'm not bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, yeah. I'm feeling better this week. Yeah, you were, um, what's the medical term? Fucked last week. <laughs> Something um, like you that, had yeah. a bit of a, a bit of the old hay fever, I believe. Yeah, it kills me in the summer, right? I forgot to take me on antihistamine, so I'd say someone was cutting grass nearby or something. It was so. your own fault. Yeah. No I was, sympathy. I was, I, was, I was in the gutter last week now, not feeling great. It looked like I was after 10 points. <laughs> so. As the listeners probably noted, to be fair. But anyway, move on. What beer have you brought me this week? We brought this week, we have the White Hag, which i never seen before, and you said it was quite nice. So we decided to pick it up. I really like the cans. Um, I've actually never come across this beer before. So we have, we both the same, Magic Mist, uh, which is a juicy pale ale, 5%, lovely. Um, I just think the cans are really, really cool. Um, reminds me of almost like Love Island or something. I would just stop. That's all kicking you off at the moment. Those, you Not a those, chance, yeah. no. I hate it. You like passion. a bit of Love Island? No, I reckon you love to sit down and watch... Fucking Love Island. Go on, enlighten us there with the information. I don't know. Look, I, I, I don't watch Love Island. All I know is that there's a lot of people on there who are supposedly very, very good looking, but have quite small brains. Mm, I heard there recently that in the last week or so. Is it the same show? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it the same show whereby there was the clip going around probably two years ago where there was a woman on the on the show and she was asked like, Oh, where is Liverpool? And she was like, oh, well, Liverpool is a continent. And they're like, no, you idiot. Liverpool is a city. Is it, is it that show? This is the show where she got all the know. geography messed they, up. They all, they all do it wrong. But um, I heard something there recently. I heard recently that what they make in a month, most, most of us will take four or five years to make. So that's why they just go on purely for the money reasons. But I actually heard then someone else talked about they have this kind of window to make money. Like most fucking influencers now they have this window to make money and then you know the month after some of them will go on obviously like was your one Maura Higgins and all these like they want to obviously make big money for themselves but some of them then after will be in nightclubs you know down across the UK or some of them here in Ireland and um They'd be like, oh, you know, they have to remind people, oh, I was on Love Island, you know, and that becomes that like the desperation that they need to make money, you know. So, so only some of them will actually go on to get big contracts or whatever, modeling careers and all Obviously. this kind of stuff. Obviously, but, but like, um, anyway, more important. Back to the beer. Yeah. So the I suppose the go on, give us enlightenment because I actually like the side of this can. So give us story time with Dave there. This this now goes against my general kind of. So last week we had uh, the rascals. rascals with the club orange and if memory serves me create the side of the can was like some fucking crush fucking couple of words exactly, and done. a couple of words that was it all white the, all the bu- no, no, no. good old marketing the buzzwords now to be fair right so white hag are based up in sligo so they've gotten a poet to do the side of their can um so they have said and this can is called uh magic mist which is juicy pale ale and it is juicy to be fair it is actually it's very um, nice the tribe of the water goddess, Danu, the Tua de Danan. And that is why I let you read the can. <laughs> enshrouded themselves in a mystical fog, rendering their presence invisible to human eyesight. 
Hidden within our juicy pale ale is a bright tropical fruit punch of mango, passion fruit and melon with a hint of pine and a juicy, silky finish inspired by a little magical mist. Do you think I should, could get a job reading poetry in the corner yeah. of old Irish pubs up the country? Just put it on the leaving sort. I'd fucking take that fucking <laughs> job afterwards, to be honest with you, because this is going fucking nowhere. Um, but yeah, so I like this. No, it's probably one of your better decisions. No, I like this beer. You got this beer, Dave. I recommend it. I recommend it. Recommend it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about this week? We are talking this week about. No notes. We're going to have a chat around the whole area of, I suppose, getting ready, getting ready with digital, if that makes sense. So I'm the reason why I want to talk about this is I'm working with someone at the moment and they're purely starting out from scratch, brand new product, uh, wanting to hit onto the market and setting up the socials for the first time, getting ready to go, to go into the big bad world of social media, digital websites, all that kind of stuff. And... Ugh. We, I know, yeah. It's like the daunt, the daunting Ugh. start of it, um, you know. And a lot of times we talk on this, uh, we talk on the show about big brands, big budgets, big campaigns, global, you know, changes, whatever, you know, or global failures as well. Um, but it's quite a daunting task for a lot of new businesses starting up to decide what to do. Do you know? And you know, when we talk even to students and stuff like that, you know, like everyone would say, oh, we'll set up social media. What we do, we set them all up. You know, we get across all the platforms. But nowadays, there's so many of them and they're so resource heavy in terms of time. And, you know, it depends if you're putting money behind it. But in terms of actually someone doing it, they're quite resource heavy in terms of their time and what they're costing. So, you know, there's a lot of decisions, a lot of factors to be made when you are going online and, and putting your business digital um, turning into di- what's the word I'm looking for digitizing your business um, so making those decisions because I think the big one that you always have to look at is your audience and a lot of people forget that when they're starting out at the start is look at your audience first you know and then make the decisions going forward because you can waste so much time pumping content out on social media um, on different channels and it's not getting any traction so in terms of what you're saying, in terms of the audience, I tend to agree with you, but I think you're missing a step in that the first thing you need to do is actually just like, what are you trying to achieve? Your objectives. So like, is your business looking to draw, create X amount of value online in terms of revenue generation? Are you looking to use online for brand building and increase your in-store? Are you looking, and be specific, right? Is there a certain product that you think that's going to sell very, very well online. It, it doesn't really sell well in the store. Is there something that does sell well in the store? Do you think that can do really, really well online with the majority of my stuff can't do? And get the advice around why I am actually making this decision. Because again, it's resource heavy. Like anyone who turns around and says social media is free, the first thing you should do oh. is say uh, stab them in the head with a fork. Yeah. So like, I mean... A good slap of a silly Exactly. Stick like, so like, I mean, the... The, the the trick here is to understand why you are actually doing yes, this, right? So, yes, of course. like for example, I was working with a um, a consumer brand recently enough, and without going into the detail of the industry, they were a local brand, a big brand locally. But I had to explain to them that when you transition online, it's a bigger fish. You are you're, now competing small fish in the big ocean. with every single competitor who has an online website in the UK, Ireland. US, yeah. like you're just going to be with everyone now. Why would someone go and buy from you yeah. rather? So then it was looking at a different way of doing it. How can we instead use your website to get someone in store? Mm-hmm. 
So you're looking at making bookings, for example, or something like that. Do you know what I mean? So it might not be the actual transaction of a sale. Correct. Yeah, you, you, you might have the whole catalogue yeah. up there, um, just on the basis that you're looking for. Um, Fingers crossed. Hopefully, someone buys you. Well, well, does that and that'll come organically yeah. as well over time, right? People come to your website, they'll come away and stuff like that. But it takes a lot of work to build your audience, right? Like, I mean, even as I like one of my most successful clients now at the moment. Very, very successful physical store, very, very successful e-com store. 40% of their customers on the e-com store are return customers. About, of that 40%, around 80% weren't customers of the physical store yes. before they transitioned online, right? So those are all new customers, which is great. They're returning. The amount of time it took to acquire those customers and spend the money to build up that brand online and then not only build the brand, but then actually get the ad in front of the customer at that exact moment where they were actually willing to make a sale cost a hell of a lot of money. And it take it took almost a year to make the money back. And now the company is incredibly profitable in terms of their online business, but the in-store experience was subsidizing the online for quite a long time. So I think the first thing you need to do is sit down and actually understand what are you trying to achieve by going online. And once you set down exactly what you want to achieve, then we can start looking at audience and then you can expand that out to mm. what platforms that audience going on and so on and so forth. Then the next thing is audience. And a lot of people, as we already you know, as we already said there, that they'll just jump on every platform. And mm. just because, you know, TikTok is the bee's knees right now, it might not necessarily be the platform for you. You know, you really have to look at who you're looking to target. Like, a lot of people will say the likes of Facebook are dead, right? Yes, they are for organic posting, the whole friend side of the communication side of it. It is all dead. But if you're looking for... It's dormant. It's dormant, right? But if you're looking for almost like an older audience or even, you know, the whole area of the Facebook groups for specific niche uh, audiences in, in relation mm. to that it works really really well yeah, and right. it is not dead and a lot of people will overlook that not even think about that and they'll just go straight to the usual they'll sub to Facebook and they'll focus on you know Instagram uh, Instagram and TikTok nowadays you know and that's that's all well and good they might get stuff out of it but you know overlooking where their audience are actually spending time they might be involved in groups on facebook for advice groups you know um community groups you know even actually as i was talking to someone recently that they they moved into a housing estate the housing estate has a little community group on yeah. facebook do you know yeah. it's all these things that people just forget about especially people in our line of work that they're moving on to they're almost getting caught up in every new platform that comes out and then focusing purely on that forgetting about all these little avenues that you can get involved in in other platforms so that that is the next stage that i would always look at is who's your audience you know and and figure out where you're going to attack them you do the exact same in a physical store marketing yeah, yeah. you know you do the exact same like you know what's the point in going to dublin if your audience is in cork or whatever you know exactly the same you know you're going to look at the t- types of streets and um, is there a specific town or area that you need to be involved in um, is there partnerships in the local community that you need to get involved in? But even going back to the basic, what well, like so if we're so we've both been involved in shop launches, right, or relaunches at some point. Um, one of the key things that you will always look at if you're looking to launch a store is footfall, mm-hmm. which again comes back to your idea of where does your audience hang out, right? Yeah. And even we go into like, and people mightn't kind of know this, but the one of the key things that we will almost look at, we will look at 
more so like again particularly for a hospitality business is more so than retail kind of retail or non um, non food retail is um is your side of the street the side of the street where the sun yes. shines yeah, yeah. because your traffic is going to be 70% more on that on mm-hmm. the sunny side of the street than it is if you're on the dark side and again that's just a small stupid little thing yeah. but again as i as i always say to people if you're going to open up a store go to where you're thinking of opening that store and don't look at the amount of footfall look at the amount of people carrying bags i don't know where a person before um with a store where we stood outside for yeah. an hour yeah. at the busiest time of the day. Only an hour. Only an hour for this one particular. I don't feel like for a day. For a day. Well, obviously more time on hands. Yeah. But you can go a couple of times throughout the week. It's quite busy, you know, the you know, your five o'clock rush hour traffic, whatever it is. Count how many literally count how many people walk past that door. That's for the props now. Don't mind that. <laughs> Come back, come on. Yeah. Easier me OCD be off. For the audio listeners, I've just taken the prop can and I'm opening it because I'm thirsty. What's this one? This is a carry-on. We'll come back to this in a minute. <laughs> so standing outside the store, counting how many people physically walk past your store and how many... I really reckon one's head now. <laughs> and how many people walk into the store. Do you know? And then you're going to get your percentage of you know, your, your, your footfall. The amount of people that I'd say are in business probably years and have never stood outside their store and done it. Never. But even one of mine now at the moment, I know we're talking about digital here, but again, it just shows you that you just translate this into a digital yeah. context, right? Businesses and change, just the platforms, mediums, way we manage things change. So like w- like any of the retail businesses that I'm involved in, um, particularly now when it's again clothing or something like that, um, put a ticker on the door. Mm. How many times is that door open yeah. on a day? And how many people are in there? How often do they stay in there? And again, even having, like, I mean, when you go into these sorts of cameras and stuff, right? Those, a lot of people think they're for security. They're also so you can actually analyze. See how many people are around. Yep. How many people are around? How are they navigating your store? Is the stairs in an intrusive place? Are your most valuable items in the area of the store where people mm-hmm. are or where they aren't. Um, Put the milk at the back of the store. Exactly. Well, yeah, the milk <laughs> and bread trick. Yeah, the classic. Like, I mean, but there's all that kind of stuff there. So the I think what's important here, and that comes back to what you were saying a minute ago, is that find out where your audience are hanging out. Mm. And then the next step is what are they doing when they're there, right? Yes. So, and forget about your websites and tracking and all this, because this is just you starting off, right? What we're talking about here is that if you take your base level consumer you think is going to shop in your online store or in your physical store depending on what your objective is and depending on um uh depending on what your um what your business model is you need to understand where those people are and then double down against that and again the first place that I'd start there is what are your competitors doing online yeah. and what's working so again it's very very simple to go onto your competitors instagram page spend and I don't mean a superficial 10 minutes scrolling yeah. through their page. I oh, mean they put spend, up pictures of t-shirts. Oh, I, this mean, is what, yeah. I mean, spend a day going through hundreds and hundreds of posts, cl- classifying what those different types of posts are. So they're posting about products, they're posting about staff, they're posting about... Stockists, whatever it whatever. is, yeah. Basically do a thematic analysis and understand what they're doing. Then look at what is actually driving the most engagement for all of those different um, types of posts. Engagements can be 
clicks to the website, which you won't be able to measure, but you will have an idea based on the number of likes. Um, who's commenting? Is it the same people over and over again? Or is it kind of new people commenting? What types of questions are they asking? And doing that across your top 10 competitors, and then you've you got a baseline of, of understanding yeah. of this is what is working with with this audience online, and therefore I need to somewhat replicate this. I mean, look, people talk about R&D in terms of um, research and development. R&D is read and duplicate. I like that. That is it, read and duplicate. <laughs> I think I heard you saying that like, a few years no, ago. There is no, there is no I've, business. I've, uh, I've, I've ripped it off many a time since. Oh, 100% <laughs> read and duplicate. That's what it yeah. is, because there is no store opens up on a high street and is going to do something so innovative that it hasn't been done before. It's been done before or it's been tweaked from somewhere or it's an alteration of something else. So find out what is happening and things, developments happen over time, right? So do your research on your audience and then you can start the process. And then following on from that, then we've talked about before about there is no point in just putting out content, putting out posts, having a quick look at the likes or the comments or whatever it is and then just going on doing the same thing over you have to test this you have to analyze it you have to look at the metrics the insights seeing what's working and what's not working and being able to track that on you know especially in the early days on a daily weekly basis is crucially important so like getting familiar with the insights the analytics knowing where to find them your google analytics for your website so like you said there if someone walks into your store what you know, knowing what decision they make. I'm sure many people that have a physical store will be able to tell exactly the way it works. But if someone comes onto your website, do you know what the top pages they're landing on? Do you know if they're reading blogs? Are they specifically going to this product, even though you're pushing this set of product? You know, that all is crucially important, you know, to understand all that sort of stuff. The one, that I, the one that I used to find the most fascinating, actually, which people constantly ignore, is um, what are they searching for? Do, when they actually terms, come into yeah. your website, what are they actually... No, not in terms of Google. I mean, when they actually land on your website. Oh, sorry. Are they search, using the search bar? Are they using the search bar? And what are they searching for? And if you don't have the products that they're searching for, mm. you might want to get those products in or you're attracting the wrong audience. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's an interesting one. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Google Analytics is such a powerful tool that a lot of businesses starting up... And actually, to be honest, there's been a couple of businesses I've been working with lately in terms of redeveloping new websites for them they didn't even know what Google Analytics was or people that built websites never gave them access to Google Analytics, never even told them what this tool can do for them. And I think that's just setting someone up for failure straight away. It is and it isn't. I think that, to be fair, when you're starting off in particular, right, and I agree with you in general terms, but when you're starting off in particular, you can get bogged down by the data and get bogged down by the analytics which is why I'd always come back to your objectives. What do you actually need to know? And then find out what platforms you can use to extract that data from. What I think what a lot of people do is they look at, they go onto Google Analytics and they have all this information. And like Google Analytics can be used if you're turning over 100 million a year or you're turning over 100 grand a year. It's the same platform yeah. ultimately, right? And as long as you can extract your data from that platform, it's the same pretty much for everyone, right? So therefore, you need to understand what data is most valuable to you and then use that to make decisions. If you're just taking loads of data, and we've all been there, right, where you're sitting with a client and the client is going, what does this mean? And it's like, that doesn't matter for you. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. looking at the yeah. conversion rate on the amount of 
people who are reading your blog whereas in actuality that's not even a blog we're pushing do you yeah, know what I mean yeah, like yeah. it's all this kind no, of stuff no I get right? what you're I mean? saying I get what you're saying but I do think it is important for people to understand that this tool is available and can be used oh yeah 100% yeah so I think like one of the key things here though is that and I do agree with you in terms of the importance of analytics um, but fundamental <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not I hear you saying I agree with you. That's because you're seldom right and often yeah. wrong. Um, so the the key thing here is that you understand the core metrics, right? That that That's absolutely key. So if you're online business, the core ones are your classic um, customer acquisition cost, um, average order value conversion rate. Those are key, session volume and stuff like that. So you can always track progress across all the different metrics um, that are valuable to you and you can actually ascertain. Again, if you've got too many of them, it's not going to work or if you don't know what you're benchmarking against, right? So if your customer acquisition cost is um, 20 quid and your average order value is 200 quid, great. 10% is, you know, could be about right depending on what your what your margin is on those particular products. Um, if your customer acquisition cost is 10 quid and your, um, yeah. and your average order value is only about 50 quid, then you've got an issue, right? So again, it depends on what, what, what kind of business it is. So, that's for your your online, right? And the exact same thing applies in store. So if, for example, you're finding that people are going online, they're viewing your website, but then they're coming into store to buy from you. There's nothing wrong with you having, and we mentioned Shopify a few weeks ago, you having a Shopify tablet there and every customer that comes up, where did you hear about us? Where did you hear about the, the products? And just tapping very quickly um, whatever Sinead um, yeah, heard think- of us online w- social media web and you've got all of that data and information in your system that you can analyze at the end of the month saying okay we only did X amount online but actually when we look at our in-store data a lot of them people came to our store because they saw our content first on social media website whatever the case. so again it always comes at your objectives what are your objectives and what are the key analytics um, metrics that will help you understand whether what you're doing is being is successful or not. I think that's a good point to to stick on in terms of the Shopify. A lot of people might not realize that it's look the co- the cost of it is quite high in terms of the the cost of running it, but there is a whole you know POS system for Shopify that you can implement into your business. You can have it yeah. on the till. You know some people integrate it with their other till systems or whatever. But the fact if you have Shopify, never mind even having your POS system inside in the till, but having a tablet with, you know, having it open, being able to use it and inputting people's data to come into the store. A lot of people will just keep their website over here, their in-store here and forget about that that link in the middle. Yeah. So it is important to be capturing that. A lot of people, you know, if they have a Shopify site, every transaction, even someone just coming onto the site and signing up to a newsletter, if you have that, um, most Shopify sites have this kind of little section built in and they're collecting data. Um, so it's very, very important that, you know, if you're collecting these emails that you use them, you know, because they're hugely important, you know, that you're able to retarget, you know, certain content depending on where they came into our website or sending out, you know, offers, seasonal information, blogs, tips, tricks, whatever you want to send out to them. But as I said, then why not collect this data in store as well? So as you said, they're having a tablet at the front of the, the store, a transaction is made. Would you like to sign up to our newsletter? There you go, you're yeah, collecting another person's it's email. It's ultimately about integrating your analytics with your front of house ultimately as well. Mm. And whether that front of house is your website or whether that front of house is your in-store, it doesn't necessarily matter. But I suppose the the next step then, I suppose, is that so you've you've understood your analytics, you've understood your um, 
what your objectives are for your organization. Then comes the tricky bit, right? Which is your, how do you translate your understanding of your audience into differentiated content mm. online, which is actually going to drive traffic? Because again, in a world of marketing, we're always talking about attention. Um, and in reality, nowadays, it's very, very difficult to grab attention. Mm -hmm. And you want to grab attention from the right people at the right time. So even if you take this podcast, for example, we are doing this for a certain reason. It's not for our own benefit, ultimately. Like, we're not here for the crack. So <laughs> I thought we were. <laughs> no, you might think that. I'm not. I, I would go, to a, I would go to, to a real bar otherwise, yeah, ultimately. Otherwise, just go to, go to one of our locals and plonk a phone down the middle of the two of us and away you go. But... Ultimately, you're looking to connect with certain different types of people in industry. You're looking to put on workshops. You're going to do whatever we're doing, and that's why we're doing this. Um, we're doing this podcast. The exact same thing happens in the world of your social media and your digital advertising, whereby you are looking to connect with people mm -hmm. using certain types of content. So, I mean, look, you're the kind of guy who gets involved in content creation more so than I would in terms of the creative output. How would you look when you go into an organization to start to differentiate them from what's out in the world at the moment? And if you look at if you look at the majority of podcasts, all the rest of it, they'll always say, oh, you need to tell stories. And that drives me fucking mental because I'm like stories. Everyone tells stories. But how do you actually yeah. differentiate via that creative output to drive customers to your site? Yeah, look, telling the story is kind of, you know, it's become kind of washed, I suppose. But in terms of what it actually means, yes, you need to be able to grab, as you said, that attention. I think the first thing I always look at is, is there people within the business that can come to the forefront? And, and this is crucially important that anyone that is coming to the forefront is going to be there next week, is going to be there in six months time. So, so what you're talking about there is you're talking about taking personalities within the business the person, and using yeah. them as the personification of your overall brand values. Right? Hugely important. And it, it can always be, you know, it can be actually, it can become a quite a tense conversation sometimes because sometimes the business owner is not the right person to be in front because, but they think, oh, you know, my business now, I, I need to be out that, front, yeah, no, you know, that, yeah. and they're not the right person because they might not be appealing to the audience you're going after. Maybe it's, you know, a younger person will say, uh, becoming the face of the business, but as we already talked about with Facebook groups and all this kind of stuff, that they might be appealing to an older demographic and they're just not going to have that connection or vice versa. You could be looking for a younger audience and you're putting an older person in front of, in front of the camera where it's just not going to connect. So, so that's a huge, uh, a huge undertaking at the start of going into a business. And I do think there should be some sort of a face to the business, someone that people can connect to. If it definitely is some, on a local, you know, even national scale, really, like, you know, a lot of the brands I would work with were kind of food and drink side of stuff. So they want to be connected to whether it's a family or a business or people in it, or they know that it's being made by a specific person. It's not mass produced, especially in the trends we've seen over the last couple of years of this, the move towards supporting local artisan it's that wide birth brought in authenticity right yeah ultimately. yeah yeah and and covid was you know that benefited a lot of uh, local irish producers because there was such a surge in it you know we've seen local markets being set up for for food producers you know uh, all the retailers are battling off each other to who's the best of who supports irish the best you know and and you know, let them battle that out. But in the meantime, the actual producers of food and drink in Ireland are actually, you know, and, and not just Ireland, across the world, I would imagine it's the same since the pandemic. But um, they're is benefiting. There not, is there not, though, like, so I would challenge you and say that 
because you've worked with more of those kind of local type producers than, than I would have. So if you adopted that strategy, which you said in terms of find a personality within the business and then they are the people who communicate local artisan. Yeah. I can turn up those exact same phrases for every, like a lot of businesses. So yeah. again, locally sourced, local producer, artisan. Yeah. Um, the, the, but the difference is you economy. can churn it out. But if it's not... But isn't it how you churn it out? Yeah, is, exactly. Is, is it's, you can churn it out and you can either make it work or not. And that's down to the fact that is it actually real? And that comes back to the whole area of trust, credibility. That comes back to designing your website, how the in-store experience is. If it's not... And you know you get fed up using words but like real and authentic. No, but def define that. So you said real. Like I mean, what are you what are you talking about there? Whereby okay, let's say someone owns a uh, let's say it's a it's a cafe in town, for example, and we say we're supporting the local economy. We we um we um have our own beans that we source from ex local supplier. Blah blah blah. But then when you come into into the store. It's a miserable experience, and everyone's cross, and the staff aren't friendly. Oh. Is that is that what you're talking about when you say real? Yeah, or nurse side of it is like if they're if if they're pushing you know a huge um, amount of content online, but it's almost like rent a crowd where they're bringing in maybe influencers or they're bringing in people just any an actor basically just to be the face of the business. What's the point? Because that person's never going to be serving them in store. Do you know? So it's all about you know is it actually attention grabbing in terms of do I know this person am I going to see them when I go into the store are they going to be serving me a cup of coffee Have, are they telling the story of where they source their local products from am I telling the story of where the products actually come from and showing that person you know it, it, there's no point in faking it nowadays because you're just going to be found out you know yeah, and it's, and going, and it's actually going to go against you and the, th and the reason that I asked you that is because like, I think it's interesting because I have worked with businesses whereby They've almost grown almost entirely from strong word of mouth. Yeah. And when people start talking about, again, I criticize it, but like storytelling or putting the, the, the someone as the face of the business, it does work if it's done correctly because people want to support and talk about other people that they like. So again, like, so one of the brands that I'm working with at the moment is a woman's fashion brand. Woman comes into that store and they meet with the owner or they meet one of the owner's staff. And the staff are a reflection of the owner because there's only good people working. Because, again, it's it, it's real, as you said. You know, everyone's very, very well trained and everyone knows what that brand is meant to represent. The amount of people who've come back into that store afterwards saying, X person said, you helped them out with this. So, therefore, I'm going to come in here afterwards. And it was absolutely like... But you used the word there. You said incredible. trained, right? Yeah. And we we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think we were talking about the whole area of um, in-store experiences and stuff. You can train whoever you want to say the right words, but you can't train attitudes. You can't train personality. So that's an area where it's crucially important when you're hiring people to give that experience. And it's the same with you know hiring someone to look after your social media. You can do all the reels and the TikToks and all that kind of stuff, but unless you're actually capturing proper content and putting out the right words with it, you know, well, that that's 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 the difference, as I say, and apologies to everyone who isn't from Cork in this next little bit that I'm going to do. But that is the difference between going into, a, say, a McDonald's in Cork, and there is a staff member trained, and you order a fries with that? Big Mac, and they say, "Do you want fries with that?" Versus you going into, let's say, somewhere in the English market, and they say, 
do you want onions with that? Oh yeah, no problem, boy. And you yeah. put them in there. And it's just that little pers- personal yeah. touch whereby it doesn't seem as forced, whereby is the differentiator between you yeah. feeling like you're being welcomed into that business. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that. So like moving like moving on from that then, like that's that's where it becomes crucially important that if you are pushing someone in charge of your social media, that they still stick to the brand guidelines that were originally set out. So as you said, if it's a women's fashion brand and that person's becoming the face of the brand, there's no point in someone new coming in taking over social media because the business is starting to pick up and pressures are starting to kick on. We need to get start getting extra resources in. There's no point in them and coming in and changing the model that totally was working to what they think is working because they're up and coming and young or whatever, you know, stereotypes you want to use. Yeah. Them to come in and say, oh, no, we're going to change all that because that's old and boring. But no, hold on now. That might be working. That might transition into sales and you might not think it's working but it actually does and until it doesn't then we might change it we might a b test and try some new things but don't change it straight away if it is actually working you know and that's and that's not like you know don't broke it you know it's like the whole thing of you know was it don't don't uh don't don't, don't fix, uh, it fix it if it's not, it's broken. not broken no, yeah. no but like the other side of it is then there's so many times we in particular have gone in both working on a company together they've gotten us in they've been operating for many 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 years and they don't want to change it. It's not working. At all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and it's not yeah, working. It's yeah, like, yeah. well, why are we here? Do you know? Yeah. Like, what is the point in wanting to invest in this if you're not going to try and change? Because obviously it isn't working. You're getting no sales. You're getting no traction. You're getting no bookings. You know, you're not getting footfall into the store. Or you could be getting more. So, you know, in that circumstance, then you have to be willing to try once, the once right there is and again it comes back to what we were saying at the very very start it has to be just once there is a logic and a <laughs> yes. reason why that is happening yeah yeah and that goes back to the data knowing your audience and then having someone that's actually skilled enough to do it so i suppose we've spoken about objective setting and then understanding your analytics and then your differentiation right the last bit then which is absolutely critical is um distribution so you've created your content. Let's assume the content is good. Um, then you need to get it in front of that audience that we spoke about earlier on, right? So assume you've already done your research in terms of where the platform, where what platforms they're hanging out on. Is it Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, blogs, forums, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, then it comes down to, well, how do you get, that in front of that audience and the starting point is always organic you start posting things um and you try and build up an audience we know that trying to build an audience now on facebook or instagram is far more difficult than it was let's say 10 years ago see when it comes to building an audience on facebook you basically just get inviting your friends that's Correct. realistically the only way you're going to build it up. Yeah, and they'll give you a little bit of traction, but not much. No, not, not much. at all, not at all. Um, Instagram used to be able to follow or build a following very, very quickly, you know, throwing in a couple of hashtags and, you know, looking for audiences similar to yours and all that kind of stuff. But now it is very, very hard. But there's nothing worse than going into a business and saying, oh, we want to grow this to a certain amount of followers. I couldn't give a shit about the followers. Followers are vanity metrics. Yeah, the engagement sense, is yeah. the important. Is yeah. there people actually looking at content? Well, engaging I, would say, say, well, I would say sales is the most important thing. But then again, I would say It depends on, I... go back to what you said. Go, what's the objectives here? So if yeah. you're in... Sales. <laughs> yes, Money. of course, sales are, sales will come. But Money. like, you know, if you're... 
This time we're talking to meetings. I still do all my meetings. Yeah. How are we going? How are we going to grow there? Just every, 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 every time they ask a question, ching, carry on with your question. Right. Sorry, I interrupted you. Come yeah, on, carry on. No, not no. Lost me mojo now because of you. But um, they lost that long before <laughs> fucking me, man. What? But um, yeah. So I think look, the main thing you need to figure out is if you want to grow your social media, if you want to grow engagement. You will, you can do that if you do it properly organic, but it is very hard nowadays to do it purely organically. And I will agree with you. I know we disagree about organic being dead and all this kind of stuff, but there is an element that if you are wanting to grow a high-level e-commerce website and grow sales, yes, you do need an element of advertising. And I would totally agree. If you are making money from an e-commerce platform, you should be reinvesting. You would do the exact same inside in the store. You would... Fix it up, put new shelving in, make the place look pretty, Absol- whatever absolutely. it is, new uniforms. But but my thing but my thing is that like so I've got businesses now at the moment which are generating a huge amount of traffic and revenue from their website via organic predominantly, right? I'm not saying organic is dead. I'm saying that trying to grow an audience from scratch Tough. now versus even five years ago is almost impossible. And I know that People will point to a number of bit. Oh well, they did it. Oh, yeah. They did. They this, did. And I'm saying, like, yeah, this, yeah, they did. But predominantly, if it's this very global organization difficult. with twenty or thirty exactly. marketing people in their 100%, team, hundred you know. percent. And again, there'll always be, let's say, so in Cork, for example, you got the Marina Market at the moment, mm. right? It's a new thing. People are following that because it's a physical presence There's and it's a new thing, and people are going there. And therefore, because they're going there, they're following the different plaf- the plaf- um, companies there on the various channels, and that's fine. But, again, if you don't have that push of exclusivity or something which is differentiated, it's so tough to grow your organic and you've got to invest so much money in that to grow it that it almost makes the output negligible if you Mm. haven't done it right. And I think that's where a lot of companies really, really struggle because they have to, and I'm not saying you don't get the value out of it, but you don't get the value immediately and by immediately I mean you might even get it year one yes you have to grow it year two three four five and I even know from companies that I work with where they'll turn around and they'll go oh we'll go to a big buyer for example say, oh yeah I've been following your account there for the last year Good. that's five Brilliant. years that's five <laughs> years of graft that has gone into them yeah. following it for that last year yeah. do you know what I mean so and I think that's what people need to, like there is and I'm not trying to sound like fucking Vaynerchuk here because oh, careful, I disagree with I know I know but like there is a degree of patience which comes with brand building yeah and that was even the case in the age of television now yeah. in the age of attention where attention has fragmented that takes even longer so that having that patience I think is very very key but you need to have an end goal that you're working towards I think the difference is is that Back in the age of traditional media, you were building and you needed patience, but there was no metrics to support beyond sales, Mm. whether what you were doing was working or not. Now what you have is if you're building on social, you can look at your sales, of course, as you always would, but you're now also looking at visits to websites, Mm -hmm. the amount of engagement that you're getting. And if that is creeping up every single week, then think about what your business is going to look like in two and a half years. And that can be what you have to wait for it to happen, you know? Mm. I think a point I wanted to bring in a few minutes ago, um, in terms of you were talking about the personal, the brand building, the, the you know, grabbing the attention and putting someone in front of it and stuff. 
where you will see that very evidently, and it probably goes in maybe some of the companies you're even working with, um, I know I'm definitely seeing it, but you could put all this lovely content out online, but if your business owner would say has a bit of a profile on LinkedIn, might not even have a profile picture on, could have yeah, barely yeah, yeah, set yeah, up, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you if they put out a piece of content about their business, it'll get far more engagement, far more likes, far more traction than the actual business account if they put out the exact same yeah, piece of content. 100%. So I do think it's important. People like people. Exactly. People don't like brands. People don't like no. corporations. They like people. Yeah. It's called social media for a oh, fucking reason. We, we like to be fucking <laughs> social. It's simple as that. Um, so I, I, do, I don't I do use social media anymore really. But like, I mean, and we know that, yeah. We yeah, know that, I, don't we? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But I think I do think that's an important. So I do think if, if you are setting up a business I know we hate you particularly hate the term but you do need to look at building up that little bit of a personal brand along stupid the stupid fucking term no <laughs> there is no personal brand there is I am no there, there is. is not there are individuals there are people sorry Why does everything what do you want me to say build up an individual brand then no <laughs> just, just just be an individual that's it just okay. be an individual person just on LinkedIn be you <laughs> be an, no just be, a, just be a person on LinkedIn everyone doesn't have to be a capitalistic pseudonym like that's basically what it is oh I'm a personal brand no you're not Personal no, I don't, brand. I don't, you're no, a fucking person. No, no one should ever call themselves a personal brand. They that's fucking the, do, though. Yeah, they no, bloody do. That's wrong. Yeah. How many, how many uh, seminars have you seen advertised on LinkedIn? How to build your personal brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the most robotic thing of all time. It's like when you see a seminar saying, "I will teach you how to build your interpersonal skills." Who the fuck uses the term <laughs> interpersonal skills? Your interpersonal skills. What you mean talking to people? Yeah, is it? Yeah, like teach how to communicate. Yeah. yeah. But I, I the co- the core thing that we're getting at here is that, or that you're getting at, is Thanks. that there's a cut. Like there, there is a place for paid. Um, you are going to have yes. to. You are going. You are going to have to spend money on it. But utilize the network that you have in the immediacy. See if you can build from that, and then look at what your paid audience looks like afterwards. Ultimately, is what you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So I think that's a good point to wrap it up on. You enjoying that beer? The second one. I oh I am yeah yeah, yeah. I want to go I'm gonna wrap want to wrap this up quick I want to go to the are pub. we going are I wanna, we I wanna go to the pub I want to go to the we pub we go quickly. to the pub right yeah. on pack down quick and we get to the pub uh, once again follow us on social media subscribe on YouTube and all the rest we should and almost we... do workshops if people would actually pay for us we should maybe that's Don't your job now. Well, it's another workshop. More work for you. Yeah, you sure you're finished now for the summer. You comment on comment comment on social media if you want us to set up the workshop. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you next week. Good luck.